Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. You know, it's been two full weeks since last episode, and I feel like nothing has changed. I'm still obsessively playing Elden Ring, and I had to stop for the sake still of... Still playing uh, as a lord. It turns yeah. out time is a flat circle. Uh, Command V, Neil. Nothing changes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> The no, world no remains stagnant uh-huh. at the base of the earth tree. Uh-huh. We, we have no time to go... We, we talked about Elden Ring last Come time. Elden no time lord. for that. Because, oh, uh, Elden Ring... We are. It's it's time already for new anime. Yeah. Got our. Oh boy. Oh baby. Spring 2022 season Never preview ends. coming up. Uh, we've got. This is one one season away from our tenth anniversary, but that's. We'll 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 get to that when the time comes. But y'all, I thought we were still in 2021. I just watched. We just watched 86 yesterday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's still it's still like um. April 2020, right? Nothing has, <laughs> nothing has happened since then. Look, man, I made that joke last time. 2022. Say that. Say that number slower. 2022. <laughs> the sequel. Yes, I, this is where we live. 2020 lightning returns. Yeah. I'd love. To, I'd love to go back to our podcast from like March 2020 and be like, when we're like, oh yeah, maybe this will be like a month or two oh, or something. Oh man, it's but bad. I, I don't want to. I don't want to I... think about that. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Let's let's get into our, our right. season preview. To introduce everybody. I'm Jell. I am joined by Iro. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still with us. I'm also joined by G. What's good, everybody? And uh, we're we're gonna three man this one as circumstances have uh, worked out. But uh, I think we'll we'll do our best to cover all these new shows. Um, gonna be interesting I, i'm just gonna be real with everybody uh there's a, a chance that i will like this season and the rest of you all mm. will hate it <laughs> mm. I, I mean the way i'm looking at this season you know to kind of give our like our immediate like you know i'm just here to listen to these guys talk about anime and nothing else so i just listen to the first 10 minutes and then leave uh the basic <laughs> overview of this season i would say is there are a few shows here that I think are going to be very reliable hits, mm-hmm. and then there's everything else. Yeah, right? and the everything else is a lot less uh, knowable, shall we say? Yeah. For, from my perspective, as regular listeners may know, I very much like dumb anime comedies and slice of life shows, and uh, there are a lot of those this season. Oh. Um, the problem is, uh, making a good comedy in Slice of Life is hard. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. <laughs> and, um, you know, we do have, you know, one of the, one of our personal favorites coming back with Kaguya-sama Love is War, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But beyond that, uh, and, you know, maybe one or two others, the rest are kind of wild cards. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but Yeah. Let's get into what's going to be uh, what we're going to be watching. So, a couple notable returning shows to start with. Um, we have the second season of Comey Can't Communicate. They took a season off, and that's coming back. Uh, again, we're starting off with these 
dumb school romantic comedies. There's going to be a lot of them. Uh, and this is probably, this is like the most basic, <laughs> quite frankly, boring version. Um, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I don't even remember if I watched the last episode of season one. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it's, it's that like, it was just getting that um, dull. I mean, it's very nice. Uh, nicely executed. Like, the animation's fantastic and everything. You know, go check out that OP. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. And it's also in, you know, Netflix hell, so you gotta deal with all right. that. But, um, right, I have well, not... A, a continuing, a pervasive theme throughout the season. Mm, yeah. Actually, I mean, I haven't seen if they're planning on, like, actually simulcasting this one again. as like, they kind of did with the first season, but we'll see. Um. Next on the list, we d- we have as mentioned, Kaguya-sama: Love Is Hell War. Hell yeah! Return of the King. Th- this is it's yeah. Back, huh? I think um, it's extremely rare for a comedy to get a season three. First of the, all, right? The, the the anime comedy that could not stop hitting <laughs> just yeah. doesn't miss. Just I seem to, yeah, I seem to recall you folks saying like season two was possibly better than season one. Yes, I think yeah, I think so. In a you lot can of make ways, that yeah, because you can make that argument. You know, the thing that we've always said about Kaguya-sama, which for those who are uh, not uh, tuned in, is the you know the uh, anime romantic comedy about a um, you know basically two uh, uh, you know uh, overachieving uh, uh, you know high school students you know at a very uh, prestigious academy. Uh, um, Trying to find increasingly convoluted ways to get the other to confess their feelings. Right. Uh, that's kind of the most basic premise. Mm-hmm. And the thing that makes Kaguya-sama so fun, like, two seasons later and potentially into the third, is it is the rare anime comedy with an evolving status quo. Uh, uh-huh. the, the characters change, you know, the, 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 the relationship dynamics change. Uh, and as a result, the jokes change. Like... Uh, you know, that, that basic premise I just told is a really good premise for comedy for about, you know, one full season of television. <laughs> right. And so they find new ways to introduce, you know, interesting foils to the to the comedy dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I said before, comedy is hard. Part of it mm-hmm. is... The uh, how do you keep the jokes from getting stale? Which, as mentioned, that you know they they keep, and it's not like it's a fast paced, uh, you know, change of the status quo. But they they do just enough to kind of keep it, you know, moving, and not right. not getting stale. And you know you gotta have you gotta just have good jokes and things too, which it, which it does great. Uh, you know, I always talk about my, my love for uh, lovable dirtbag comedies and, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> you know, and I mean, that's the thing that makes Kaguya-sama have... work so well, right? Is like, because it is, it is a pretty strong achievement on multiple levels, right? Like it's also technically really well made. It has really good yes. timing. Like yeah. it's, the character acting or, or animating is really personable. Like they, they do a lot of stuff, right? And it's like, you know, I, I feel like the thing with, with Kaguya-sama is, like, I'm not even sure if it's, like, actually the funniest show, you know, anime I've ever watched. I, I you know, maybe not. But, like, in terms mm-hmm. of, like, just being the all-rounder, right. I think it kind of wins that award, in, 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 in my opinion. 
Yeah, there's there's no like uh, particularly weak points that you would point to or anything with it. It just kind of mm-hmm. it does everything really well. So, um, and yeah, like it's it's just crazy. It's a, a third season of a comedy, and it's st- we're still actually looking, forward, looking to forward to it. Right? I mean, God, <laughs> the only other co- the only other anime comedy I can think of that has three seasons is fucking osumatsu son and well we've all right sort of it, but made yeah clear we were, how we feel about that at this point we were so. pretty burnt out on uh yeah. osumatsu by the time by season three so you know i'm I, i'm looking forward to this one hopefully they don't uh they don't ruin it <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, we're gonna continue the adventures of you ishigami becoming the new protagonist of Kaguya's yeah as, as he uh, slowly takes over who knows becomes um, the accidental harem protagonist of this anime i i have i have heard some things <laughs> about the manga that i'm not going to speculate on because i just no, don't I, know yes yes i i've certainly I, heard as you probably have as well yes. g uh-huh. so i i do think they will continue to evolve the status quo which is good yes um all right let's <laughs> I mostly put this uh-huh. on here to tease uh-huh. you guys. Uh-huh. Another um, uh, highly uh-huh. anticipated another turn. another show that took a season off and came back uh-huh. is uh, uh-huh. Kyokai Senki or yeah. uh, what's the real title? Iro a Mame Warrior oh. on the Borderline. Not real title, but localized title. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, the generic ass mecha show that you guys uh-huh. did. You even finish it? We yes. did. We did. Okay. Uh huh. The first season ends with a dramatic uh, supposed sacrifice by the by the protagonist. Yeah, the the protagonist seemingly sacrifices his life to stop the baddies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. To stop the evil AI mech know, it's, ghost. It, it's it's hilarious because like. I think literally no mecha anime in the entire like you know what look there's I'm I'm not gonna say I've watched every mecha anime you know feel free to correct me but like I have never watched a mecha anime in my entire life in which the protagonists sacrificed themselves and actually stayed dead <laughs> right never never in a million the, the, years. the main protagonist yeah yes yes it doesn't happen yeah <laughs> they um... die for a, it's like Jesus they die for about three episodes <laughs> right. And come back, uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, that is literally anime like, Jesus. I mean, that that is literally the origin of the joke about Gundam Seed about uh, 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 Kira Yamato or mm-hmm. Kira Jesus Yamato, the protagonist right. of Gundam Seed, because he also seemingly dies, and then literally like basically resurrects like the goddamn Messiah in the sequels, <laughs> crawls out right. of a cave, yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know. You know, it's like, I, what is there to say about this show? It's boring. It's it's uh-huh. predictable. It's like weirdly xenophobic and nationalist in ways that are like just uncomfortable enough to like not really give this show the benefit of the doubt. It's not even like even even its train wreck aspects are not even that entertaining to watch. Yeah. Like, this is not a code Geass. This is not, a, <laughs> this is not a let's watch how this thing entirely collapses in on itself in its season two. Like it's just. It's just boring, you know. It's it's just not interesting, yep. and like the only thing that I can ever like consistently say about the show that's like kind of okay is like, well, the robots are kind of cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, the robots uh, are kind of cool, yeah. but like that's it. Like th- it, this man. show has no substance. Like 
No so, substance you know, and barely any style. You know, look forward to our coverage of season two next. <laughs> I was going to say the, the big the big question is: so Are you guys going to keep watching it? I don't know, man. I feel like we cursed ourselves ever since we finished Gundam Build Divers to completion. Is like that sets a really uh, bad precedent. unfortunate precedent. Of well, you gotta set you yourself watched, free, man. Set yourself you watched, free. <laughs> if you watched Gundam Build Divers season one to completion, what won't you finish? And yeah. if you don't finish a show, are you implying it's worse than Gundam Build Divers season one? Look, Build Diver, Gundam Build Divers at least allowed us to have the 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 somewhat respectable weirdness of Build Divers re-rise. Yes, but my point is that we. We still finished. Like, we didn't Divers. know that when we watched Bill Divers. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know that at the time. You gotta, uh, you gotta set yourself free. No, because like, uh... if I if I watch a mecha anime and I don't finish it, am I implying to the world it's worse than Gundam Bill Divers? I mean, Gundam based Bill on what Divers you guys have told really me, is bad. that okay? Okay, well. <laughs> I'll look forward I, I, to periodically uh, checking in on that while you guys. <sighs> We watched the price of smiles. We can okay. Yeah, no, that's different. The price even, of even that had like the train wreck yeah. factor. Yes, right? okay. there was yeah. there was the yeah. tactical big ass ramp. Right. This, this seems to have very few redeeming qualities. But. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, there's there's. I mean, in all seriousness, like you know, to people who are like actually like you know listening to us for recommendations or whatever, I would say no. Do, do not don't don't watch this anime. Like if, unless you're sick like <laughs> us. And you already watched season one. Like, don't don't bother with just go season. watch it's, Zabungle instead. Yeah, I mean, like, I you know, fucking, I'll go as far as say, fuck it, go watch eighty six. Like, I'm not even joking. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. as, as much as I have problems with that show, if you need to watch a mecha anime that like vaguely tickles in the direction of geopolitics, <laughs> go watch eighty six. Yeah, we haven't talked about eighty six in a while. We'll have to get to that on the uh, next episode. It's fucked but... up, but that'll probably be in our season wrap up podcast because it'll be close to done by the time yeah. we get. Yeah. Oh my we'll goodness. Save that for next time. But yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, this season's resurrecting a show that was the hottest thing going ten to fifteen years ago, or yeah. how long ago it was. Is really interesting to me. Ha, somehow, in tw- the in the year twenty twenty two, we are getting a sequel to Tiger and Bunny. Yeah, I guess Tiger Double Decker did really well. Like two thousand twelve's Tiger and Bunny, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, for the kids out there don't know, Tiger and Bunny was like one of the biggest hottest things going. Uh, yeah, like I, I feel like like this is not just like old man is like, oh man, we're talking about this show was a big deal. Like no, like Tiger and Bunny I know like, once a upon huge, a time right? consistently topped popularity polls, right? Yeah. Like think about other shows that like exist in that like decade long like era of like cultural memory. Think of your code geasses, you know, your your Macross Frontiers, you know, you know, the type of shows that like people, you know, your fates, the type of shows people would be talking about ten years later. Right. Tiger and Bunny used to be like, was mogging those other shows like it was fucking nothing. Like, right. this show was gigantic. Kotetsu T. Kaburagi and Barnaby Brooks Jr. <laughs> were, like, two of the most popular characters, and probably the most popular male pairing in, like, right. you know, uh, in, 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 uh, in, like, yeah, that, just... This might have been, like, part of discourse. the... You know, you know, and I, and I'm 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 happy that we have seen this over the past 
10 years, the shift to balancing the demographic of anime fandom to, you know, pretty much be split male and female now at this point. Yeah. Um, I feel like Tiger and Bunny was a big part of that, that yeah, like, shift that really we saw over the past 10 years. Yeah. Like, like, Tiger and Bunny was the show that, like, for better or worse, made a lot of people... At least in the West, you know, I think otaku culture was probably aware because, you know, it's domestic to them. But for the Western fan base, really become aware of just how large and important the, you know, the, the Fujoshi, like, fan base of an anime could be, right? Like, yeah. it was, like, they were, like, single-handedly responsible for, like, inflating Tiger and Bunny's popularity beyond, like, Sunrise's wildest dreams. Like, Tiger mm. and Bunny was originally, like, just Sunrise's, like experimental test bed for CG tech. It was just meant to train people up in CG. Uh, It was never meant to be... Like, that's why you originally only got, like, a a one, like, 13-episode core until it was so popular that they ordered, you know, a subsequent 13 episodes to to do a full full rounded-out season. And, yeah. and and a movie, you know. Uh, it, oh yeah, there was, was a movie. I never saw that, but yeah. It, I I have also not seen the movie with Tiger and Bunny two coming out. I will probably need to get around to checking out that movie because my understanding is that there is. It's not a recap. It's like there, there's yeah, actual there's a, plot. There's actual yeah. plot there. But yeah, so you know, now that we've explained why it's important, um, Tiger and Bunny was a a TV anime released back, yeah, around 2012-ish, uh, that was, yes, it was Sunrise's kind of one of their f- first big forays into, uh, you know, animating in CG. And it takes place in a, like, very, like, anime America metropolitan, like, you know, your 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 Gotham, your Metropolis uh-huh, uh-huh. kind of style DC, uh, a fake America city, in which... Uh, superheroes uh, are uh, uh, sponsored, and, and in this world, right. like uh, superheroes are, are, are a corporatized entity, yes, and right. they are part of a hugely popular uh, reality television series in which they are filmed, uh, 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 you know, fighting criminals, and uh, their rankings are affected by fan vote and popularity, you know, and... I, that I remember sounds, that sounds really dystopian. Uh, no, go ahead, Jill. I remember when it was airing, they did like the uh, they had an actual like Blue Rose Pepsi commercial yes. <laughs> that they did. Right? So that's the thing. It in was real brands. To, yeah. In addition to these yeah. shows, in addition to these heroes being uh, um, sponsored in universe, in the real world, real corporations sponsored these heroes. That you know? SoftBank logo on your right, uh, SoftBank, suit. Good Smile. <laughs> Pepsi, on, right. yeah, like any all the any like major Japanese corporation you could think of, like got their finger in that pie in a really like kind of strange and again, maybe like kind of dystopian way. And I think the thing that Tiger Bunny that made it work really well, uh, Iro, you you've never watched Tiger Bunny to completion. Maybe that should be our next backlog project. <laughs> but um, you have watched their follow their spiritual successor, Double Decker. Yes, and I think in Double Decker. It will communicate some of the like sensibilities that make Tiger Tiger and Bunny mm-hmm, such a mm-hmm. likable show. Is it's like it is this Gonzo fake anime America setting again. The main character is named Kotetsu T Kaburagi. He's a single dad, you know, trying to like he's a single dad and a has been superhero. He was like <laughs> your uncle's superhero, and he's still trying to keep right. up with the kids. You know, he's a really likable, relatable character. I, I would go as far as to say that f- for a certain time period, Kotetsu T. Kaburagi was my favorite protagonist in anime. Like, 
he's just yeah. a really like he's a, he, he was kind of the beginning of the like dad protagonists like he was just a a chill a little you know a little neurotic he doesn't have it all together but like emotionally mature like put together dude who like had right. seen the shit and so right. like he could handle like when dealing with these like more hotshot kids he could deal with them with like both maturity and exasperation in equal measure in a way that was really likable um and just like it's it's a really fun cast of characters you know uh the the cg action was actually surprisingly well done because like all the heroes kind of wore power armor which was you know the way that sunrise could get away with doing cg animation right it actually worked pretty decently and like even the story itself like it's very pulpy it's a very like it's very you know it's very much a superhero story you know and superhero story with a tinge of, of police procedural because the plot of season one is about how Kotetsu Tikabaragi is constantly like at the bottom of the rankings in terms of popularity right. nobody likes him the kids don't care about him his only like demographic is like 40 year old men or something <laughs> <laughs> and and so they decide to pair him up with uh, Barnaby Brooks Jr. this uh-huh. kind of up and comer hotshot superhero uh, who is a billionaire with dead parents course and um they're like this is the guy that's gonna like put a shot in your you know put a shot in your arm in your career right like we he's new but we know he's gonna be a big deal and we pair him up with you by sheer like you know inertia you'll get dragged up the rankings but barnaby brooks is kind of he's he's a, he's an aloofish standoffish kind of dick he's kind of a loner he doesn't like talking with other people he doesn't get along with the co his co-workers and you you can kind of see where this is going, right? Like the dynamic that gets formed uh-huh. between these two characters as they fight right. crime together, as they almost go like these... a it's almost like a buddy cop thing with like the yeah. old uh, yeah, grizzled yeah. veteran guy and the the young hotshot yeah, having exactly. to team up to fight crime. Yeah, and you know it's like that thing of like Barnaby Brooks's power is literally Kotetsu's but better. Like right. his superpower is their superpowers are identical, just one is better than the other, right? So of course uh-huh. like Kotetsu like gets. He's put in even even more of an underdog situation, but then it's fun seeing like how he like powers through that because like, you know, there's bits of like how you know Barnaby's like ah I'm about to hit the time limit on my power I better back off and retreat, whereas Kotetsu's like I got 15 seconds left of super strength, I think I can make it you know <laughs> I think I can stop that train, right. I think I can stop that train in 15 seconds. <laughs> he doesn't know, but he's going to try because that's what the a heart hero of a hero does. exactly right. yeah. And, it was just a really likable show. Uh, it did actually have some surprisingly interesting things to say about the corporatization of the heroes. Like, the main villain of the second season is a vigilante hero who, you know, is basically a mix of the Punisher and Batman. Uh, he <laughs> kills his villains. Uh, you know, he he's like... He, and, and, he's, and, and, you know, the turn is now he's starting to target heroes because he thinks that now they, too, are, like, morally compromised. Right. And it's it's a really, like... Just a, it's it's a really solid fun story about a bunch of likable characters and uh, yeah because you know, there's a lot of other heroes that we kind of regularly spend time with and they kind of have like yeah, obviously right. Kotetsu and, and Barnaby are like the main characters but like there's a the ensemble cast of other heroes that kind of they kind of yeah. work with and everything so right, yeah you know like uh, Keith Goodman and Antonio <laughs> Lopez I think they're yes. Iron Bull and Sky Fo- Sky High oh, <laughs> man, Sky High what a what a and uh, I already mentioned Blue Rose, the high school girl that has a crush on Kotetsu, of course. And yes. uh-huh. 
But the funniest part in the entire series was in the last episode. I remember her reading a magazine that was like how to catch how to, a single dad who's yeah, like 10 yeah, years how to, 20 how, years older than you or something yeah, like that. Very funny. <laughs> it's like, like very specific. Really specific this magazine. <laughs> magazine. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to season two, even though it's been a really long time. I think people were surprised, or not both surprised and not surprised, I think, in the sense that people were surprised that it took this long, I guess, because of how popular the show was. Right. It's weird that it took him this long to finally do a follow-up season. Yeah, but I have to wonder if like, um, did like My Hero Academia steal Tiger and Bunny's thunder at some point and, <laughs> and stopped caring? Because so, I, mean, I feel like I feel like I haven't heard anybody talk about Tiger and Bunny in at least five years. I, I so I like <laughs> partially the case because anybody who just list, listened to me describe some of the plot elements right. of Tiger and Bunny is probably thinking, "Oh, you mean like that dude in My Hero Academia?" Yeah, they have. I mean, they're they're different premises because My Hero Academia is high school, but like it's. The same sort of Western comics inspired type of yeah, um, I, I think, and I think that for people who are like listening to this and thinking, oh, so I mean, isn't it just like My Hero Academia? I think Tiger and Bunny is still worth watching, especially if you're like us, where you kind of, you know, it's not that you don't, it's not that you hate, you know, media about high schoolers, but you would kind of wish there was more media about adults. <laughs> yeah, and I think Tiger and Bunny. Is going to be yeah, and maybe in some ways it's your dad's My Hero Academia, but maybe you're <laughs> at that age, and maybe that's what you'd prefer, right? Like instead yeah. of like yeah. you know what you get in My Hero Academia, don't you want to watch like their protect? Like what if Deku like, like what if like what if what if Bakugo just fucking chilled out after college <laughs> to the point where Deku and Bakugo could just get a drink at a bar after work and like talk about like you know what their daughter Kids has been days, up to in yeah. high school instead <laughs> of just, like, shouting at each other constantly. Like, if, if that sounds appealing to you, then I think Tiger and Bunny is something you should check out. So, <laughs> I do want to get to the business of Season 2. Um, yes. <laughs> so, I, from my memories of Tiger and Bunny, which, you know, I got to really scrape my old man brain here to think it's 10 years ago. Time. But, um... I do recall I very much liked the first major story arc, like the first half, and maybe not so much the second half. I would agree. Uh, where they started, if I recall, getting a little more dramatic. The um, second half has a fucking brainwashing subplot. There's so, a brain. Uh, yeah, right. there was there was some like really dumb, lazy. I feel yeah. felt like plot devices going on in the second half that I didn't particularly care for. And I'm kind of curious, I mean, are they just going to keep going down the route of, because if I do recall at the very end, Kotetsu's pow power was like down to like one minute or something. Like his power was like he could yeah. be super strong for five minutes at the beginning and then by the end he could yeah. only do it for like one minute or something, right? And so I'm so, not sure if they ever actually addressed that. Like that's the thing, I didn't watch the movie, maybe the movie. Yeah, so I guess not having not watched the movie, I don't know what? exactly where we left off, but, um, you know... I haven't read anything about season two yet either. Same. I mean, would it be cool if it was like, you know, with my last bit of power, I'm going to train up the next uh, guy I mean, or something, or well, I don't synopsis know. synopsis of Tiger and Bunny 2 is that it's about Tiger and Bunny having to deal with a new crop of, like, international okay. superheroes. Okay. So now, oh man, are we now, are we going to get some, <laughs> some horrible yeah. racial stereotypes? So, uh... so now it's the fun <laughs> thing of, like, now Barnaby is the vet. 
and now Kotetsu is the elder statesman, I guess. <laughs> right, right. But it, are they going to well, bring we'll in see, like? We'll see. I I actually don't know. You know, I it would disappoint me, but it would not surprise me if the rise if if, if uh, the movie's plot is about Kotetsu getting his powers back somehow because like. Yeah, you can't... I feel like, unfortunately, the original Tiger and Bunny's ending was written with the idea that there would be no more Tiger and Bunny, so that is why it's about yeah. Tetsu losing his powers. Yeah. But if you make a season two and right. a movie, you know... He's... We gotta stretch this out a little bit longer. Yeah. Right, you know, it's... It's <laughs> it's like All Might, you know? They're gonna bring it back, you know, just for a little bit, no matter what. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. Well... I think either way, I'm glad that it exists. And yeah, for sure. It just remains to be seen of whether it will actually be good or not. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. It's... Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not aware of the staff working on it. I don't know if it's all the same people. Like, I... Yeah. I just know that it exists, and I know that it's stuck on Netflix, so... <laughs> yes, and it is in Netflix hell, so everyone be aware of that. But... Yeah. I can't imagine anyone but Sunrise doing it. It feels very much like a should be sunrise but as far as the staff itself i guess we'll I, see. Mean, I, mean, it, I mean is it not sunrise anymore i mean it is sunrise but okay it's, but it's what, a, I mean, it's, what i mean what i mean more is like a lot, lot of things have changed lot, a lot of things have changed in 10 years who knows right, where everybody's I mean, at right, right? Like, yeah it's so. hard to say where any of the people who originally worked on that show are 10 years later so right yeah all right let's okay. keep uh, moving along and start talking about some new shows the new stuff oh boy so you know, I think a recurring problem we might have, as um, I mentioned, uh-huh. a lot of these shows are comedies and or slice of life type shows, and um, <laughs> oh boy. they those don't really translate well to audio discussion. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if I were to tell you and explain to you, so the first show I have listed here is Aharon San is indecipherable. If I were to explain How are you to you, explain it if it's indecipherable. Well, if I were to explain to you what the show is about, it's not going to sound very good. Um, oh, or good. Well, tell interesting. Me more. Well, tell I mean, me it's more. it's not. It's it's just like this guy and this girl become friends and they have wacky school adventures. Like, there's they not have like weird quirky personalities. Mm-hmm. I mean, they from what I can tell, they appear to be like both appear to be like quiet weirdos in some way. And I, okay, I guess the sure. hook is like she doesn't understand personal space or something. But okay. it's not, like, at least from what I can tell, pervy or anything, just, like... Okay, because I was like, what, is she, like, fucking y- yeah. grabbing dudes' dicks or something? No, <laughs> I will, yeah, at least at least from what I can tell from the trailer, it doesn't seem like they're quite going in that direction. But other than, uh, you know, making them, you know... Well, actually, the main guy doesn't even look that uncomfortable. He also seems like a weirdo himself, from what I can tell. Okay. And it's and I, I get the impression that everyone else around them is shipping the two together, so... Um, I see. Mm-hmm. You know, watch the trailer to get the mood for it. I'm watching it looks the trailer fun. right now. Yeah, it yeah. looks fun I, to me. I I don't know if it'll be good or not. It's all gonna with all of these. It's gonna come down to the you know the the writing and the yeah, uh, I, the I, jokes. But I, I, look, I see a PV like this, and I see these characters doing their thing, and I see <laughs> the side cast being introduced, and it's like, all right, I th- this is a very okay. I see what this is, and I think very much it is a case of like. If you don't trade in this like is it, this region, like yes. this shit is never ever gonna do anything for you. This very much feels like oh, you're this gonna is... have to watch like the first two three episodes to figure out like is this the right type of anime trash or not? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and this is like my prime example of what I was talking about in the beginning, where this may be a season where I like the shows and you Maybe, all don't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wanted to throw that on the air because sure. I thought that did look fun. Um, all right, let's talk about another old <laughs> thing from 2010 coming back. Yeah, technically, would this should this have been put in the notable returning <laughs> shows section? Uh, well, that's a good hmm. that's a good question. Um, so let's Cause... talk about. Black Rock Shooter Dawnfall, <laughs> and I feel like the the only way so I can get around like the post game DLC. I was like, is this the new Destiny expansion? Yeah, right. That does sound like a Destiny expansion name, right? Uh, Dawnfall, but um, I feel like the only way I can explain, I might have to do a little bit of a deep dive to explain my feelings. Oh, on that's this. great. No, I'm always here. For <laughs> All right, tell us about Black Rock Shooter. Isn't Black so... Rock Shooter just Miku? It's a Vocaloid, right? No. Vocaloid thing? Black Rock Shooter is not is not Hatsune Miku. So, for the, for the kids out there who might not know, Black Rock Shooter was extremely popular for a hot minute in, like, 2010. Yes. Um, like Tiger and Bunny. <laughs> before Black Rock Shooter is started as a OC of an artist named Huke who made an illustration yes. of Black Rock Shooter. And um, this illustration was seen by... A musician named Rio, who went on to become, form the, super well, Samurai. really, I, I don't know if I want to call it a super group, because it's basically him doing the music and a bunch of artists doing art, but Supercell is the group, uh, who was also very popular in that time era. Yes. And uh, he wrote a song about Black Rock Shooter using Hatsune Miku, using Vocaloid software, and that was part of the explosion of Vocaloid way back in, like, 2007, 8, yes. 8-ish. Um, <clears throat> and so, as Ira pointed out, since uh, Black Rock Shooter got famous because of the song, the Vocaloid song, and also she kind of looks like vaguely like a dark version of Hatsune Miku, she, she, Black Rock Shooter kind of rode that wave of popularity mm-hmm. uh, as Huke also became part of Supercell with other artists like, you know, Red Juice, Shiro Mew, and all that. Anyway, I want to go. I don't want to go too far off on the tangent here, but I um, learned that it started getting anime adaptations. So at this point, yes, at this point, it wasn't even an anime. It was just a character that somebody yes. that somebody drew on the internet. Um, and and since then, there have been technically two anime adaptations, uh, and a PSP game that I feel <laughs> like I am probably the only person on the planet that played that game to completion. But uh, so they made so here here's where here's where it's gonna get tied into this current era anime, kind of. I'm almost there. <laughs> so so the first thing they made was a three episode OVA that uh, Good Smile Company produced and gave out for free. Um, mm-hmm. And this was kind of just like a. It was like high school girls, friends, and using the images of Black Rock Shooter and the other characters as, like, uh, I guess, allegory for their emotional turmoil or whatever. Um, this is also, interestingly enough, the first um, notable role uh, for uh, Kana Hanazawa. I'm going to throw that out there. Oh, yeah, shit. Was it really? This is how, this is how she got famous as the voice of... of the character that is Black Rock Shooter. It's complicated. I'm just so used to her being part of the furniture of like anime VAs. It's it's, it's yes, but that that's just... that's based, that was like her first like um, kind of notable role. 
but anyway, again, I'm getting sidetracked I tracked yeah. here. But Anyways, yeah, tell the, us the, the, OV- the story so, of the Black Rock shooter. Yeah, so the OVA, so the OVA was was, and this is the important part. The OVA was about like high school girls and Black Rock shooter being like the allegory for their emotional turmoil and all that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple years later, they made a full length anime series, which kind of right, re- I heard about that. It was the same characters, but they, but it was like they kind of reimagined it, um, and expanded that out into like a full twelve episode series, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. I would say that it was. I know Zig really loved it. I thought it was kind of mid, if we're being honest, but <laughs> it did. It did look really cool. Um, yeah, I feel like for better or worse, at least to me, as. Like, here's the thing, right? Like, every time I hear about Black Rock Shooter, I think, like, there's an alternate universe where I would have also have gotten really into Black Rock Shooter. Like, it seems like the sort of thing that's like, oh, G would have loved the shit out of this <laughs> if he had just, like, made that left at Albuquerque and arrived at Black Rock Shooter Lane. Oh, because, wait, wait, like, till I, wait till I get to the next part, G, because that's where sure. it may actually get more but, interesting but yeah, to so, you. So the thing I'll say, right, is, like, I feel like, at least these days in, in 2022, Black Rock Shooter's longstanding legacy is probably just, like, you know, its inclusion in, like, Sakuga compilations, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it's very stylish, which I think right. is by far the strongest point of any of this. And I, I would like to point out, and it's a very strange thing that... I don't even really like Black Rock Shooter that much. It's just, for some reason, I've been fascinated by, like, how it happened. Sometimes a show just, like, embeds itself in your in your brain in a way. Yeah, like, like how we went from... It's very interesting to me how we went from some guy put a OC on Pixiv and, you know, became right. this... Because, I mean... It, so, um, so, yeah, coming back to the... Yeah, I'm. 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 I, I do have a point that I'm getting to. All right. All <laughs> I right. promise. <laughs> this is not just me rambling. I have a point I'm getting to. So the first two anime things were about the uh-huh. high school girls, right? Sure. So then, uh, probably somewhere I don't remember what year, but probably sometime a year or two after the the following the anime, they put out the PSP game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, the PSP game had absolutely nothing to do with anything that has ever been associated with Black Rock Shooter other than Black Rock Shooter was the main character. Okay. Uh, instead of the high school girl emotional allegory thing, Black Rock Shooter is this super powerful warrior in this like hard sci-fi military post-apocalyptic world setting. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, right. I, mean... I don't really remember much of the plot so much as, like, it was... You can imagine Black Rock Shooter riding a giant motorcycle and fighting along, like, actual, like, human soldier dudes with sure, guns. Sure, that, that just sounds like some cool, dumb anime shit. <laughs> yeah, um, and... I don't even remember if any of, like, the other notable characters that she fights, like, Dead Master, like, the girl with the scythe and all that, like, I don't even remember if they show up in the PSP game, to be honest. It was it was a lot more, like, hard sci-fi military type of... Sure, okay. Which, which at the time, I was like, I have no idea, like, they, like I, they just totally threw out any of the previous existing plot lines or anything, characters that they right. had worked with, which was well, weird. I, mean, I guess the thing about this that's that's interesting and weird about that, though, is, like, I mean, what is the Black Rock Shooter canon, right? I mean, if this, story, if this, if this thing holding originated from just an OC, right, from an, il- an illustration of a character, like... Yeah, is it just, like, anybody takes the story and right, does what they want right. with it, it, right? Like, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, the original artist, Huke, has some ideas about, like, the canon, quote-unquote, but, like, 
when you're talking about a character that becomes popular because solely because of their design and their aesthetics and not because of like any like story attached to them then it's kind of easy for them to become just a cipher for like whatever the writer wants right and that brings us to the, <laughs> the new anime yeah so do tell us what's don fall's relation to all of this so i was shocked to find when i, I finally uh-huh. sat down and watched the trailer of don fall that uh it appears that they might be going for the PSP game storyline. Oh man, the game <laughs> canon, which was totally shocking to me because oh, I was very much expecting everyone to just forget the PSP game existed and that they looking, would go back to the forward, looking forward you know, to the Zelda timeline style charts for Black Rock Shooter. Right, I was over. totally expecting them to come back with with the schoolgirls and the because that's that's usually what I think of Black Rock Shooter as because sure. that you know other than the weird PSP game that's what it's always been. And yeah, if you watch the trailer, I mean, first of all, there's a lot of CG in the trailer. It doesn't look great. I so. mean, so that part is also not that surprising, right? Because hasn't Black Rock Shooter always been a like kind of CG primary? Uh, 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 series um, kind of no um not okay. really um i think i think for the tv anime series there was a bit of it for like the fights and stuff but as far as like everybody you know walking around and talking and whatnot um you know it was more mostly okay, hand-drawn because i feel like i remember seeing like because i feel like i feel like i see a lot of like whenever i see like sh- like shots of like Again, I don't know, because I don't know the first goddamn thing about this series, right? I don't know if this is from the OVA or the TV series, or, God, maybe they're just cutscenes from the game, but, like, I like <laughs> when I think of, like, Black Rock Shooter, I see, I often think of, like, it's, like, what is often said is, like, it's surprisingly decent usage of CG for, for animation, so I guess, uh... Yeah, the, I, I would say... Because I feel like a lot of the monster designs, I feel like we're always in CG, right? Like, yeah, because I think some of those to animate, you would have to. Right. Um, they're like, very... I always remember seeing a clip of like a, a big, like, I don't know, robot crab thing or whatever. You know? Yeah, the it's designs like... are very, like, elaborate and detailed yeah. and, like, um, vaguely, like, gothic mechanical type of... Right. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, but style guess, to yeah, them. But I guess yes. If, if if it wasn't always known for that, then I could definitely see how going to Dawnfall. It's not. I don't think it was like the CG. first thing I would think of. Whereas this right. looks like it's like mostly CG. Um, oh yeah. You know, actually, I am now currently like as we are carrying this conversation, I am playing like simultaneously a clip of like what appears to be Black Rock Shooter TV all fights alongside this Dawnfall PV at the same time. It, it, it's it's di- it's a different uh It's different definitely mood. a different vibe. Like the the original TV series is almost like <laughs> call me, call me the boss baby guy because uh, <laughs> currently I have no frames of reference except one. But like I'm looking at some of this Black Rock Shooter stuff and I'm like, "Oh, I get a lot of trigger vibes from this." <laughs> right. Right. Whereas like this new Dawnfall stuff is yeah, this is more conventional anime CG in a way that's definitely less visually appealing. Yeah. So that that's uh that's a little disappointing. And quite frankly, I'm not sure This is almost like this 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 Dawnfall trailer is almost like, man, what if 
the girl's frontline anime looked slightly better. <laughs> slightly better, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, it that's is... Unfair. That's unfair to Black Rock Shooter. This looks leagues better than the girl's frontline anime. But, I mean, if if you want the mood that, that yeah, the, yeah. the PSP game and now this new anime is going for, it is kind of the right. girl's frontline cute girls with guns yeah, in I mean, I'm, I'm, look, I'm hard military Yeah, I've seen a tank fight a robot spider in this trailer. So. Yeah, and I'm just like... I'm fascinated that that's the route that they decided yeah, to go. I guess, I mean, again, I, I guess it's that thing of, like, what is, you know, <laughs> this makes it sound too fucking, like, hoity-toity, but what is Black Rock Shooter? <laughs> right. <know? laughs> like, like. The real Black Rock Shooter is the one that exists in your heart. Um, exactly. And it's like, I almost, man, it's like, I'm like not getting my head. It's like, well, is, is was Black Rock Shooter the, like, the progenitor to, like, the VTuber? <laughs> like, think, like, you follow know? me on this, right? Like, was, can we like, draw was, a line? I mean, if if we're gonna, I mean, is Vocaloid the progenitor of the the VTuber? Right. Oh, yes, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Like, it, it does it all go? I mean, I guess does it all go back to Miku? Is that what it actually is? Yes. It, it all. She, all roads return to Miku. She is the. She birthed birthed all of this, right? Miku uh, is the alpha and the omega. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, I don't, again, like, I'm not even a huge Black Rock Shooter fan, I'm just continuing to be but fascinated no, really by the, right? like, this the process here. to persist against all odds, like. Yeah, and, um, I mean, I'm curious to see it, see what they yeah, do with sure. it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, why not, um, and, you know, why they decided to go this route, who knows, it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. So yeah, something like that. All right. Well, shall we uh, move on to the next one on this list? Uh, yeah. Just to switch gears. <laughs> Let's talk about your boy Kong Ming. Your boy Kong Ming. <laughs> He's um, got a thing to say. So, I uh, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, I so, guess. <laughs> have you? I mean, have you looked it up yourself, G? So, As... I, I mean, I, I have looked up bits and pieces. I am not familiar with the source material. I've just okay. watched the PVs. You know, that's as far as my knowledge goes. But I feel like this is the anime that everybody, at least in this podcast, like, in in, in this current podcast, praise is good. <laughs> yes. Like, like, like if, I, if, if, if one anime this season that's a completely unproven, like, entity had to be actually as good as we hope. This is the one I hope for because yeah. the premise is too dumb for me to not like yeah. desperately want to enjoy this. So the idea is that we've got uh, Kong Ming, or as you may know, also know him as uh, Shuge Liang yep, from the, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms or yes. Dynasty Warriors or yes. History. Um, <laughs> the master tactician yes. uh, is reincarnated into modern times. Yes. Uh, specifically into uh, Shibuya Tokyo, into the uh-huh. to the uh, hard partying uh, nightlife, and uh, he meets up this girl who is an aspiring singer. I don't think she's yes. been billed as an idol, but an actual singer. No, no, like an actual musician, I think. Yeah, like a real yeah. singer, and um, 
he is he teams up with her to use his powers as a genius tactician. Right, because uh... I mean, just it's, it's it's the perfect duo, right? <laughs> he's got the book smarts and the tactics, but he's not familiar with the ways of the world. This up and coming musician, you know, she's got the street smarts, and so together they're gonna bring revolution to the music industry. That's such a stupid thing. premise, and I love it. I love um, it. I love it. Like if this at some point evolves it... into just fucking. Juke Liang just fucking going around Shibuya giving advice to, you know, helping people, like, make it through the, the modern problems of modern-day living, you know, in the town of Shibuya. Or, like, like trying to figure out how to, like, go viral on Instagram yes. or something. Like, it, uh, I, I want to see what ridiculous strategies they come up with. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll point out also... At some point in the trailer, uh, some guy challenge some challenges somebody to a rap battle. I don't know right, what that's going to be about. Um, love, I love to see. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's challenging the girl or if he's challenging uh, Kong Ming here or what's happening. But <laughs> if if it ends up with him rapping at some point, even oh, better. Man, I need that. See, I need that so badly. Like, I, yeah, this is why I really hope this show is actually like I really hope this show's not a one trick pony. I guess is what I'd say, right? Like because this feels like the type of comedy that. You could have a lot of fun with for exactly twelve to thirteen episodes, right? Yeah. Just the premise of you know, because man, man, you know, man out of time stories are fun, right? And usually we get the opposite, right? We get the isekai into history, right? We don't, you know, not since the days of Bill and Ted have we gotten uh, uh, historical <laughs> figures thrust into modern day, and so. In a comedy yeah, setting, I, I don't yes. know. I don't know what else there is to say about this one. Honestly, it's, we it's just, just it's yeah. a fun premise. I would point out, so this is actually, I think, PA Works doing this. Right, yes. Which is, um, um, uh, anytime PA PA Works goes outside of their very specific wheelhouse, it does concern me. Uh, You know, and it's like, do we get, uh, what's that one show you guys love where the the, the action show uh, that um, they did? Serious the Jaeger. Sometimes we get that, and then sometimes we get a Pare Ranmon. So, like... <laughs> you when, know, whenever... like, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like PA. The only time PA works is reliable is when they stay solely in their Shirobako lane. Right when when uh, they've got a group of young working women in a sleepy seaside town and everything is covered in in <laughs> exactly. like pastel colors, we right. we know that that's going to be solid. But anything exactly. else, <laughs> it's like anything else, it's, it's a I don't know. Less, it's a, it's a wild less, card. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll put it. I'll say it like this, right? Regardless of how it's your boy Kong Ming turns out, it's your boy Kong Ming is the type of anime that comes that like the premise, if nothing else, makes you appreciate yes. that anime exists in the form it does because yeah. like it feels like the type of thing that could only ever like be created in in the media landscape of japanese fiction <laughs> right yeah um, I, I couldn't see this working anywhere else yeah so it's so ridiculous reason, yeah i hope i really hope like a month from now we're not just saying damn what a good premise and just imagining else. him be like trying to figure out how to get her booked at a club or something. He's like, ah, oh, this reminds man. me of the, the battle at uh, you right, know, Hulao right. Gate or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? He's just going to start talking about fucking, like, Three Kingdoms. Come shit. on. How can you... Right. There's no way they can mess that up, like, right? Are we just like, going to get, like, a flashback to, like, Lu Bu or something? You know, just, like... There's no he's way... Gonna, like, there's... Meet some, he's going to, like, meet some dude in Shibuya, and he's like, oh, you remind me of a certain boorish fellow I once met, you know? Like, yeah. 
there's so much gold to mine there. Oh, it's so much. You could you could do so much with it, but yeah, uh, it's hard to say if they will. Yeah. All right. Well, looking forward to that one. Let's move on to uh, how do you, how would I even say this? Day I'm on. Day I'm on. I'm not Does sure. That look about Is correct. This... Yeah, why not? <laughs> so day, day, it's D-E-A-I-M-O-N. Day-A-M-O-N. When I first day heard I'm this on. name, I was like, all right, which Digimon Yes, I also thought about Digimon, but uh, no, this is, uh, I threw this on there because this looks like it, it's probably going to be a dad anime. Ah, uh, of course. Uh, Classic. So there is this uh, dude who left, left home to go become famous in a rock band and failed miserably at it. Okay. And now in his 30s and, like, a, 10 years later, he is asked to come home to help his grandparents, his, like, sick grandpa or something, take run their confection shop. Of course. And uh, during the time he was gone, they apparently, like, adopted this, like, 10-year-old girl or something that uh-huh. he also has yep. to take care of. Of course. And, you know... Dad anime ensues, I guess. Yeah, dad anime. Yeah, you know, right. No, you, 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 were, you were summarizing this premise, and I'm watching this PV. It's like, yep, yep, okay, yeah, I gotcha. Yep. Like, this is, you know, this sounds exactly like what it sounds like. Um, you know, I guess, as always, the question will be, is this going to be more of a sweetness and lightning or more yeah. of a bunny drop? <laughs> yeah, so there, there have been, uh, you know, many dad anime over the past several yes, years. and... The both the quality and the inherent morality of these shows have <laughs> all, all very across the spectrum. Different sp- different scales for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the, the from the the trailer the trailer looks fine. Uh, right. You know, it's probably going to be you know fun, sweet dad anime stuff. It's always got that lingering question, particularly when this is explicitly a situation where it is not his real daughter. Right, not blood related. And if anybody so. if anybody hasn't picked up what we're putting down here, it's it's the situation where a lot of these stories end with sometime in the future, time skip, the day that she turns eighteen, she's actually in love with him and they get together, right? Like Yeah, it's 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 very much the uh what is it? Fuck. It isn't there? Isn't isn't this like a, isn't this like the big plot point of like the most famous Japanese like novel? Uh, oh, the, the tale of uh, tale of uh, Genji, tale of Genji. right? Yes. Yeah, the, the old the old tale of Genji. <laughs> yes, it's tale tale as old as recorded uh, you know fictional yeah. history yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, at and there's some writers in Japan that are like, well, if it ain't broke. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's always weird and gross, uh, but. You know, until we in get all there. Seriousness, though, though, like <laughs> looking at Dayamon and looking at like the, the vibe of the show, like even you know, not more. I mean, e- even you know, less than you know. Oh man, are they going to be fucking by the end of this or whatever? Like that's part. I mean, that part is an issue, but the, I'm not even concerned about that because like the thing I'm actually like concerned about looking at this is like, what is this? What does this one have going for it compared to the others, right? Right. You, know, you, you look at like, like you look, you look at like sweetness and lightning, right? And like that kid is a fucking riot, you know. Like she, yeah. you know, I forget her name, but like you know, some really good faces, 
uh, uh, pretty likable, pretty believably acted, right? Like, yeah, they made her, like they portrayed child. her as like a real child and not like, an anime not just precocious, like, not just like somebody who's like twenty but put into the body of an eight year old, which I which, feel like often happens in these anime. Yeah, which like, fair or not, I feel like is maybe the vibe I'm getting off of this one, where she might be right. a little more precocious and acting like yeah. an adult. Whereas, like but, you know, the thing that like you know, again, it's like not to harp, but it's just I think what, what made Sweetness and Lightning works is like, oh, that was a fairly believable right. single parent relationship. She was an aunt, right? she was like, an actual child, like an actual kid, and like a dad doing his best, and like, you know, mm-hmm. it felt natural. And so, like, look at a day I'm on. It's like I'm sure this is going to be perfectly pleasant. I'm sure it's going to be like fine. I guess for me, it's like, what is the angle on this one, right? right. Like. Like, it doesn't and Sweetness like and Lightning either. had, like, the, the whole cooking angle, and, like, yeah, there, right. there was, like, a hook to it. I don't know if this one has anything. You know, then you, you look at some of the other single dad anime out there, like, you know, uh, Hino Matsuri. <laughs> everybody is horrible. And that's another or, uh, angle you can take. Kakushi Goto, uh, also right, very good. where, I mean, that had an angle, too, right? Like, where the dad was fucking a, a, near, a, a, neur- a neurotic crazy person. Draw, and he was a pervy manga artist yeah, um, like so for this yeah. it's like okay the confections thing sure but whatever but like you you know what i'm saying it's like what right. what is the what is the real it might book? it might be like a nice show but it might also then just be boring as you know whatever mm-hmm. so i don't know i think it's worth worth checking out oh though. for sure yeah yeah it seems fine yeah without a doubt yeah all right. There's a little bit of goofiness in this PV, you know, like looking at it. It's like, all right, like he's wearing a dumb costume or something. <laughs> you know, sure, okay. Yeah, there, there, there's stuff to work with. We'll, uh... What about this next one, Jill? Is this another... Yeah, let's <laughs> talk know. about... Uh, uh, lo- was it Love, love After World love Domination? Love After World Domination. I might have spelled that wrong in the notes. Um, yes, so Love After World Domination, uh, the next in line of the Let's make uh tokusatsu anime uh-huh. uh yes. series like last season we had uh i've heard of was this actual name yeah. of that show? uh, uh miss kuroitsu from the miss kuroitsu right, right, right. from the monster department or whatever um th- so this one the premise is like what if the red ranger fell in love with the main bad sorry i think it's, i think it's like one of the like isn't lieutenants like, of the the villain isn't that like the premise of like is that actually okay? Mm. This tells you like how fucking internet brain poisoned I am. <laughs> Hero, uh-huh. is the Red Ranger having a star crust, or is is any member of a Sentai team having a star crust relationship with a member of the evil team? A somewhat common plot line. Uh, I don't believe it has been in any time recently. Okay, so what you're telling me is that that is a plot line that is mostly just featured. In uh-huh. Sentai themed pornography. Mm. Uh, uh, that seems to be the case. Okay, just double checking. So, in this situation, um, they're playing it more as a romantic comedy type of thing, right? Then, sure. how like, are we going to date when we have to fight every week? Then, well, every week, other... Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that does give you some interesting material to work with i think sure um sure. you know whether or not again any any of these things that are going to be funny or not is based on how on the rating and everything which we're not going to know right. until we see it right but i think i read I think... A, a couple chapters of the manga a while ago okay uh but i don't remember anything particularly notable that's not 
necessarily a great sign, but but that's not uh, necessarily a bad sign more, either. At least you didn't. At least you didn't hate it, right? Uh, I'm like watching this right now, and like the thing that mainly annoys me about this is like she doesn't like really look that evil. I feel right. the appeal. I look, yeah, you want to look? You want some Rita shit? Right, because I feel the appeal of this premise is that you want to fuck Rita Repulsa. Right? <laughs> like that's that's the reason why you make a premise like that, right? Is because right. you want to raw dog the witch who's been sealed for ten thousand. She's closer. Years. This, she's, she's, whereas here, she's closer to a like Daron Joe. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So it's like I thought, like you know, if she looked more like you know a gothy mommy or something, like you know, that, that makes would be sense. But this is just a lot a more appealing to you, G. Uh, yeah, look, I'm just pointing more. out <laughs> for people who are for maybe invested in this like sort of premise, like, right? Come on, you know, you got you got to lean into it. She doesn't look like anything I've ever seen in any Tokusatsu right. villain cast. But, there, well, yes. I, so I do recall one joke from the manga, which is like. Because you see, there's some other villains here in this trailer who are just like bears or something. Yeah, a bear. You know. <clears throat> and so there, there, I believe there is a, a chapter or something where she's like, "Oh no, my boss wants me to go undergo the like monsterification process to so we can fight better against the the Sentai." Sure. Okay. Team. But then, how could we date? Or something like that. Oh, so she's not fully monsterized yet. That's a uh... something like that. Oh no, the... she'll become a super hot monster girl. Whatever will I do? Oh no. Yeah, people people hate that, right? Um... I hate it. Oh, I hate those wings and claws she has now. Uh, I feel like we need to I feel like we need to move away from this topic quickly here. Uh but Yeah, another one, you know, who knows. We'll check it out. Um and I, you know, I get the impression it'll probably be fine, but sure, you know, will it be enough to keep us hooked? We'll see. I mean, that other Sentai one wasn't that good, right? Like you guys fell off. That yeah, movie. I mean, that's that's I basically like. It, so. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm the only one that watched it, and it was fine, but yeah. it was like not like good enough, right, to make me like really want to keep watching it. Um, it's just like the the jokes were pretty boring and straightforward, you know, and it was just like. Eh. Yeah. So, we'll see. All right. Let's talk about uh, Summertime Render, or I've seen it, Summertime Rendering. I don't know what they're going to go with for the final uh, title there, but uh, this is kind of interesting because... It appears to be some kind of supernatural thriller mystery thing, and okay, sure. The they they're I think they're very intentionally not telling you anything about it, sure, um, right? Um, so that so that there's probably going to be some kind of twist to it or something, um, which doesn't necessarily make it good or bad, but it's interesting because there's yeah could be I mean, something is, going on this here. This is definitely one of those ones that when I see it and I see I hear the premise and I see like even just the way the characters are drawn, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is one of those like unknown quantities that right could, could be really good, be yeah, something really interesting. Yeah, uh, so I mean, like the only thing they mention is like this guy gets called back home because his childhood friend died, and as he goes to return to goes to her funeral or whatever. Some weird stuff starts happening. Okay, I think at some right. point, as at some point, she like sees a vision of him or her. I mean, her trying to say and save my sister who is still alive, and there's some weird supernatural things happening. And uh, 
you know, there's some kind of secret on the island uh-huh. type of deal. Yeah, sure. You know, small town with a dark secret. Yep. Yeah. Fun, As you do. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, that could either be good or it could be a horrible train wreck. Uh, if you watch <laughs> yes. the trailer, yeah. it is, like, deadly serious. Um, right. Like, this is not a, like, fun show. Right. This is, like, real serious thriller type of mood they're going for. I mean, uh, that could be fun. I mean, that could be really mm-hmm. interesting and really cool if done well, right? Like, and, it, I mean, I, it's it's the kind of thing that I think is a little more rare than usual. Um, oh, we do have one. Particularly in this season. on music here. What was that? We do have one Keiichi Okabe on music. Oh, yes. I think I remember hearing about that. Oh, okay. That is one thing that kind of perked my interest, but... But also got to remember, Keiichi Okabe works on a lot of That's stuff. That's true, like, yeah. You know, he, yes. Look, on one hand, he did the soundtrack for Nier. On the other hand, he did the soundtrack for Tekken 7. Right. So, <laughs> you know. Garo the animation. Uh, well, that was like a couple tracks, I think. But, yeah. 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 So, you know, it's a bit of a wild card. And it is also based on a manga that is finished. Okay. Always a good sign. So okay, yeah. That's always a good sign because that means there is an actual end to the story, mm-hmm. um, and you know they're not going to have to, well, theoretically, not have to backpedal or you know come up with an anime original up. ending or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I just think it's something to keep an eye on, but yeah. these things can also be total train wrecks just yes. as easily as look, look, the way. <laughs> look, the way it's always gone at Glorio. Is uh-huh. that we put together a list of shows that we think are either interesting or worth talking about, or things that we're we're likely to at least like watch a few episodes of, right? And as always, we can try to predict which one of these shows will be our breakout hit. We're usually wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be something on this list that I... not, there's going to be something on this on, on the, that there's going to be something that airs next season that we will not talk about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. That we will all be talking about by the first like yes. first looks first <laughs> podcast. That's it very always happens. That's it's very always something. Uh, there's always yeah something. very likely. I think we've been doing this long enough that we very rarely go into a new show and say this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's I think been we've, a while. It's been a long time. I think we. Not, I think we hedge our bets on pretty much every new show. I've been burned so many times. I legitimately, like, I'm not even joking. I think the reason why it still holds such a such a, a place in my heart is because the last show that I was excited for and said was going to be good that actually ended up being as good as I hoped was Kill the Kill back in 2013. Yes. So. Almost, I guess uh, if we don't count, like, sequels. Sure, yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, because those have some like, known quality. Like, but shows that are, like, brand new. Right. Like... Shows, that, shows that are brand new, we very rarely, uh-huh. at this point, are going to say this is definitely going to be good. Like, I feel like... Five years ago, I'd look at something like uh, your boy Kong Bing and say, this is going to be great, and then like, go to watch it and be horribly disappointed. And like, no. We've just seen how quickly an anime can fall apart, no matter how good its premise is. True. We are, we are, we are grizzled veterans at this point. We know, yep. we know yeah. better. So. Well, what about this next one on the list? Is this one going to be a... Uh, okay, so a <laughs> couple of cuckoos. Uh, the only reason... Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm talking about this because the premise is awful. Oh dear. Oh man. What's the premise? <laughs> the only reason I'm talking about this is this is by the author of Yumatakun and the Seven Witches. Oh, okay. And oh. A gel favorite. She, she also took a 
absolutely terrible premise with that and made it pretty good. Okay. Uh, I, I that that's one of those like Jell's uh, uh, cult favorite uh-huh, uh-huh. shows. Um, and this, when I say this premise is awful, it's like it's really bad. So like, <laughs> I'm gonna try to get this straight. There's these. This is boy and girl who got swapped at birth by accident oh. and were raised by each other's families or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure, yeah. And then it happened. Yeah. By pure coincidence, they uh, meet in school later and they're like uh, betrothed to each other, but they didn't realize that they were also swapped at birth or something. And okay. I guess hilarity ensues uh, when they have to live together. Uh, and I see. Yeah, like all of that's just like awful. Um, and it sounds like a you, mid-aughts romance show or yeah, something. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so I will say that if we, if I'm using her previous work, the author's previous work as reference here with y- Yamada Kuden and the Seven Witches, um, that show started with uh, when this guy kisses a girl and they swap bodies. Right. <laughs> that, that was the starting premise. Uh-huh. And then later on, there were other powers that were involved when he kisses these girls uh-huh, uh-huh. um i think i wrote what you just said is like that is a very a mid-aughts mm-hmm. <laughs> like like harem yeah, comedy no, this premise is like, this is like some fucking like i feel like i feel like i'm hearing this premise and like i'm on a fucking message board in 2004 <laughs> and being like you're lying like this isn't real like, i'm 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 arguing it's over the, which it's one the, of the... It's like the pre- it's like a parody premise of a romance. Right? Yeah, this is the yeah, this right. is like the manga in Nozaki, right? Yeah. Yes, right. The the manga the manga the like the like six out of ten manga that, love or right. love touch <laughs> that, or I don't know right whatever it's called in Nozaki. <laughs> yeah, but so the reason why I liked Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches was because. Uh, she actually wrote very good characters for that series, and the main guy and girl, the main couple, had, like, really good actual, like, chemistry, and sure. they mm-hmm. felt like they had, like, a real relationship, and the relationship made progress over time. Like, there wow. were things that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even though he ended up having to kiss other girls or whatever, you know, it was it was not like a... It wasn't really, like, a harem thing. It kind of was, but, you know you knew where home was on that one. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> like the, the, you know, good writing can save, can bail you out of a lot of things, even a, uh-huh. from like a terrible contrived premise like this. So um, it's enough to make me want to check it out. Uh, but again, does not mean <laughs> appearing on this list is not an endorsement from the Gloria blog. Uh, you know, we'll have to see if they can actually pull it off. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. All right. Well, I think we're kind of made it to the end of the list already, huh? Yeah, here we are. It's time to talk about maybe the one. The one I'm most sure. Hotly anticipated. Very highly and hotly anticipated. So, Uh, I I never know how to pronounce the X in names with X's here. So, is this just spy family? family? Right. Okay. In the way in the way that is it is hunter hunter and gun sword, sword. gun sword spy family. 
Okay, so Spy yeah, Family. So this is the, you know, this is your <laughs> this is your obligatory, hotly anticipated weekly show to jump anime adaptation. Yep. Um, Semi-weekly. The thing yeah. that makes Spy Family somewhat notable is, uh, I mean, uh, it was, you know, first of all, it, it is published bi-weekly in uh, Jump Plus. So right. that is Weekly Shonen Jumps uh, online, online yeah. um, you know, publication. It is not uh, in, it is not in the like, you know, the big book, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. But also, it's very good. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, it's a, it's very, it's not, it's not very different from what you expect a Weekly Shonen Jump because Weekly Shonen Jump has done, does publish gag comedies. Yes. But Spy Family is the rare. Like universal, universally appreciated uh, uh, type of of it of its of its genre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the just the basic premise is that Spy Family takes place in sort of a fictional Cold War era Europe. You know, you kind of have your stand-in for what are implied to be you know your your fictional stand-ins for Western and Eastern Germany. Yes, right. The iron the wall. You know, the iron yeah. curtain is up. The wall. You know. And it focuses on uh, a spy uh, known as Agent Twilight, who is kind of known as uh, the 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 Western nations like foremost, you know, secret super spy, double top 07, of the top, top of the top, best of the best. No job is with with you know is out of his reach, mm-hmm. right? And he is assigned to the the Eastern, you know, uh, you know, the Soviet coded nation <laughs> to infiltrate it and find out information. On uh, a, a specific political figure there, but to do so, um, he needs to uh, get in close with that figure. But the problem is that that figure is famously um, reclusive. Uh, reclusive. In fact, his only public appearances are to attend uh, uh, events at the school his children attend, and thus Agent Twilight realizes mm-hmm. that. He must infiltrate this school somehow. But being an adult man, there are limits to his disguise abilities. Uh, uh, he, he mm-hmm. d- despite his best abilities, he cannot, in fact, disguise himself as a as an eight year old child. So, uh, as part of his cover, he needs to form a fake nuclear family. You know, the mm-hmm. perfect family. You know, yep. the the perfect ideal family. You know. Uh, uh, you know the you know attending the perfect ideal academy for perfect ideal children. Yep. And so to do that, our super spy agent adopts uh, a girl, a young girl named Anya, mm-hmm. uh, from an orphanage because he needs a girl who fits the right like age bracket. Yes. As uh, the figure's uh, young son. Uh, the thing about Anya is that she is a telepath. She can read people's minds. Yes. Hmm. Um, uh, it is implied that she was part of some, you know, yes. Cold War, or, Black Bag, right. you know, MK S- Ultra, S- you know, fucking shit, right? Yeah. right. So she can read minds, and upon... And thus, she immediately reads uh, Agent Twilight's mind and finds out what his goals are and what he's trying to do. This okay, even, yeah. uh, and this even extends to their first meeting, where uh, Agent Twilight needs to recruit a six-year-old child. Anya is four. But she mind reads the, the agent's mind, and and he's like, "Well, this girl is almost the right fit, but is she the right age?" And she's just like immediately just blurts out, "I'm six, definitely <laughs> right. six. This is like, yes. you know." And it kind of you know, and 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 in addition to that family, well, mm-hmm. a single father would be too suspicious. Indeed, in, you know, this country with its traditional family values. Uh-huh. 
uh, certainly would not be able to get into the good graces of one of the most uh, high-ranked politicians. Mm-hmm. So I must perfect my nuclear family. And who better than this attractive, you know, young, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, salary woman, you know, uh, named Yor. Uh, you know, she's just a regular girl. You know, she's a she's single. You know, she's get you know she's she's in her mid twenties. You know, you know she she's uh, she's got a younger brother. You know, but is trying to take care of him and otherwise just trying to make her way in the world. By day, mm-hmm. by night, mm-hmm. she is one of the Eastern nation's most deadly assassins. There it is, known as Yor the Briar, who kills people <laughs> with fucking needles straight up just yeah. fucking weaponized like knitting needles or some shit you yep. know uh imbued with supernatural physical ability this woman can <laughs> kick cars in half she rolls <laughs> and so the three become the the the, the, the forger the spy family. family yes the, so the, the titular spy family so do they they don't so the adults don't know about each and other but the kid the does thing. right that's the Correct. dynamic nobody knows that the other is except for uh-huh. except for the daughter because she except can for Anya, the daughter and, and she and she's like wow this is great Right. <laughs> and so, yes, of course, for her, she's like, wow, this is an adventure. My mommy's a, 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 a hired killer. My daddy's a spy. Just like James Bond on television. Exactly. And so the and, actual and that, mood is very, like, comedic, right? Like, yes, yes. This is a not lot a... of the antics are just revolving around the, the, the increasingly fruitless attempts of all three to maintain the, the facade. The masquerade. Yeah. Yes, the facade, right? You know... You know, uh, uh, the agent Twilight who becomes Lloyd, his name is Lloyd Forger, mm-hmm. you know, is uh, he's just a doctor at the hospital, you know, and uh, his, uh, you know, his knowledge of uh, weapons and poisons and toxins, well, you know, he's just a doctor, he, he's done right. a lot of s- crazy yeah. surgeries, mm-hmm. you know, Yor kicks a car in half, well, you know, she did a lot of yoga when she was young. You right, know, she, she, that's she, how she yoga works. Fi- she's, yeah. she's very good at staying in shape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, it's a lot of fun. Like it's they, great. Uh, it, yeah, it's really well done. You know, uh, you know, we were mainly speaking to the manga yes. here. So again, that is always you know, you know, this the, the golden kabuki precedent comes. Mm-hmm, up, you know, mm-hmm. of I, we are speaking about the merits of the source material. You know, the art's really good. Uh, it's very personable. The, all the characters, have, you know, great faces, great expressions. They're all very likable. A wide cast of you know interesting kooky characters that all kind of bring their own thing to the dynamic. Uh, uh, you know, it, it does a pretty good job of jumping from character to character, you know, because it, sometimes you'll get these Anya-focused chapters, other times it'll be more about Lloyd. We finally yeah. started getting some Yor-focused chapters recently. Yes. it's been and a while. It's, they've done a really good job of balancing this cast and making them all interesting and likable and compelling in their own ways. And it is without a doubt, like, one of the best things currently being published in, in by, by Weekly yeah. Shonen Jump. So, um... In terms of whether the anime will be good, it is being done by... Wit uh, Studio and Cloverworks. Wit Studio and Cloverworks, both who are very capable of making things look nice. Um, yes. Yes. When they are uh-huh. when they are at their best. Uh-huh. Um, yes. I think, I think, gee, we were just talking about is, is Wit on their redemption tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you know, I'll probably say this for when we're doing our wrap-up podcast right. and we're talking about uh, Ranking of Kings, their, but their recent yeah. Work, Wit, yeah. Wit is in a really interesting place lately, because I feel like ever since they fucking, you know, 
dropped, you know, uh, uh, they dropped Attack on Titan like a bad X. Mm-hmm. I feel like Studio Wit has been in a better place than they've ever been in, in that studio's history. In terms yeah. Of yeah. Not only just the quality of the work they're doing, but their ability to, like... Deliver on like deliver yeah. on it on a technical level without too many of the issues that like often plagued older studio wit productions. Right, yes. like historically, we would see them like come out with come out swinging, gorgeous like yeah. first three episodes or something, and then just fall off. Yeah, yes. hard. I mean, and even yeah. Attack on Titan fell into the same trap. Like, right, like, even yes. the thing that was there supposed to be their claim to fame struggled heavily on a yeah. technical level towards the end, and. Yeah. Um, so, them working on Spy Family is really exciting. I will say, funnily enough, or ironically enough, maybe, this being a collaboration between two studios, I will admit, does have me a little bit more mm. worried than it would otherwise. Because Studio Wit and Cloverworks have both done pretty good work on their own. Yeah. I feel like when you have two studios working together, you always run into that possible issue of, like... Oh well, this episode feels like a Studio Wit episode. Yeah. Oh, that one. <laughs> Funnily enough, I feel like Cloverworks is now gaining the reputation of having their productions fall apart. So that too, right? Is that Cloverworks has not had a lot of good. Did they do um Wonder Egg Priority Promise, do, and Promise Neverland? Did they do Promise Neverland? Yeah. Yeah. So like. Well, yeah. They, Wonder Egg Priority is like a great example of like that show looks yeah. amazing when it looks amazing, and then it just fell so, like, apart. <laughs> the, uh... I am not out here going to imply that, oh, man, uh, Cloverworks better not weigh down <laughs> Studio Wit. But also, like, you know, both of these studios, whether recent or not, have had history of technical issues plaguing their productions. Yeah. yeah. And while Spy Family is not exactly... Like, look, this is not a, this is not a Chainsaw Man situation. I'm not going to get into it too much, but people are beginning to get a little bit worried about the Chainsaw Man anime because Maka. they have been deadly silent mm-hmm. for, like, over a year at this point. Right. And the thing that people suspect is, oh, that is a production that is so demanding. That, right. Like, it might not be going well. Uh, that thing might be coming in flaming hot because, yeah. like, the amount of things that they're going to have to animate is, like, there are scenes and there are, there are going to be... Things that are shown in that anime that are going to require gargantuan levels of effort. And thankfully, Spy Family is not quite as demanding, but it is a show that is like does need like good character animation work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anya is maybe the most likable like little girl since Aserpa from Golden Kamui. Yeah. Like she's very personable, very funny, makes some great faces. Uh, yeah, I've seen and, the f- seen the faces. Yeah, and so I like, love I know, love me some good silly yeah. anime faces. And so if she's going to be animated, I mean, you know, she's gonna yeah. be need, she's she's gonna need. You got, all, you got that squash and stretch. Exactly right. Like yeah, we so, do have. I mean, we do have a little bit of, of footage in the trailer, which looks yeah. good. I mean, it's not blowing me away, but it's it's solid for what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it looks know, like it's but, getting the job done. Um, but but yes, I think that in this case, I think Spy Family is probably going to be one of those anime that mostly trades just on how solid the source material is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to that, having not read the manga. Oh, for sure. I mean, you I mean, all Jill, keep telling think... me this sounds like my kind of show. Yeah. And it I, I does mean, Jill, indeed. I'll, I'll say this right. Like, I know you don't like you don't you don't do much in the shonen circuit, but I think this is the one like thing that Weekly Shonen Jump is currently doing that I think you would yes really enjoy. Yeah. So. It sounds very much in my uh, my my wheelhouse here. So, 
Um, again, I might have a good season. <laughs> I don't know about I. I don't know about everybody else, but I might we'll have a good season. Check in in about there. two months. But, I uh, do yeah. think. I mean, from what we have said so far, like of the new shows, this seems like the most likely to succeed, right? And mm-hmm. um, and we will have Kaguya-sama coming back, uh, which I think is also. Yeah. Pro- I, I I find I would be shocked if that drops off significantly or anything. Right. So. Um, those are probably our safest bets mm-hmm. going into next season. I would season. say so. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, that's pretty much it on our list. Obviously, there are a lot yes. of other shows we did not talk about. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But say I will. I will say. Uh, coinciding the the newest Super Sentai has also started up. Uh, as of last week. Oh, is that the one uh, Zig just wrote about? Yes, Avataro um, Sentai Dawn Brothers, which you should read his post about it, but uh, it uh, bodes sort of ill for the franchise going forward, let's say, oh, uh, yeah. for a number of reasons. Oh. Uh, what, what is the, uh, what's the hook on this one? Do they have cars or dinosaurs? It's uh, Momotaro-themed, so uh, oh. everyone is uh, okay. themed after you know a character from Momotaro, oh. uh, and uh... to save money... Two of the Rangers are all CG. Wow. That oh. is not a good sign. It's really not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, could, couldn't, 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 get, uh, couldn't get the old... Uh, couldn't get the dog suit. Uh, couldn't uh, get that out of the closet nope. or whatever. The you little know, Sonic the Hedgehog dude. dude. Uh, yeah. It wow. also appears to be a direct sequel to the previous Sentai show, which also does not bode well, if you ask me. Uh, does that happen sometimes? No. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! In the you mean in the entire history of uh, the long history of Sentai, that has not happened before. At best, you get you know you get the crossovers every time, right? Like oh god, I'm looking at the screenshots here in, in Zig's post. That is oh yeah, that's that's bad. Oh yeah, that's very bad. And it, like there were a few things I think in the first episode that were not terrible, but everything else was terrible. So oh just... my god, how did somebody? Think that was okay to put on television? Oh, oh, th- those are, is that a pair of sunglasses? Yeah, that's what's going it's a pair on. of sunglasses. Okay. Um, right. yeah. Oh man, this. Uh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I make fun of I make fun of CG and anime a lot. You know, but uh, it's really this rough. Is another, um, this is another ooh. level here. Um, all right, well. But uh, I mean, the, I'm I'm committed to watching a, a few episodes to just to yeah. You guys usually suss give it, it out a little, a little time, here. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, notably, it's written being written by Toshiki Inoue, a noted uh, Tokusatsu writer, um, a perhaps maligned Tokusatsu writer. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, he is known for uh, Jetman, which was the the sky themed sentai that was immediately before uh Jew ranger aka mighty morphin power rangers ah oh okay we're going back then yeah and also for uh stuff like shogeki go raigan and uh some of the older heisei common riders uh uh, the way uh, the way Zigonakwe's put it to me was the only thing worse than Toshiki Inoue writing drama is Toshiki Inoue trying to write comedy, 
So oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fucking brutal. That's that's rough. <laughs> oh man, that's funny as uh, hell. So, oh god, this guy. So he, the Red Ranger, literally has a peach on his forehead. Huh? It's okay. Momotaro. That makes sense. Uh. That checks out. Yep. All right. Well, um, sorry to hear about that. Yeah. Then I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been a trend. Looks, like I, I'm sorry. I, it's just it's it's just like okay. So look, I know Sentai is a very specific flavor of thing. Yes. Right? And I know that. That there are very specific, unique elements to its aesthetic uh-huh, and style uh-huh. of presentation that make it sort of stand out as the unique medium it is. Yes. This looks unbelievably cheap, even by yeah. Like, <laughs> Toy sales God. for Sentai have been d- steadily dwindling, and so its budgets yeah, have been getting like, slashed. This is like this is like so like 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 yeah. I don't know, man. Like, look, we're, we're creeping into like. YouTube fan video. Yeah, right? Like, I'm looking at some of this stuff, and I'm like, are you sure this isn't just, like, a fucking, like, fake mock-up made by a fan? I know. Like, about their OC Sentai series? Because, like... Yeah. I don't know, man. I saw... I've seen a couple of clips and screenshots of, like, Kamen Rider Gaim, and, like, you know... Yeah, Kamen looks looks better than this. You know, like, those suits looked well-made. Yeah. Even if they were themed after an orange. Mm -hmm. It was a (laughs) cool-looking orange orange samurai samurai suit, you know? Yeah. This is just, like... Yeah, just straight up, like, oh, man. This looks this looks cheap in such a... Like, not even cheap in a good way. Because yeah. here's the thing. Let, let me be clear. I can appreciate, like... I can appreciate amateur media. I yes. can appreciate media that is being made on a budget, mm-hmm. you know, you know, is being made with less than all the resources in the world. Yeah. Right. But sometimes a thing just looks so cheap, like... It, be, it, it because it, it is an actual right. detriment. To and it's me. like right. <laughs> like Zen Kaiger, which was the previous Sentai, well, obviously had a slashed budget, but also I would say had the had the uh, joke writing to sort of make up for it, and knew how to like kind of lean into it. Of like, right. we're blatantly going to reuse this this suit, uh, you know, and do a do another episode with basically the same suit, but we'll we'll. Throw it a little twisted here to uh to make right. it a joke. It's like I think they fought like Persimmon World or something early on, and then later on he's like they're like Persimmon World back, uh, and then he just pulls two panels off his head. He's like, actually I'm dried Persimmon World. My power is to dry <laughs> you out. Uh, they're like ah oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> we weren't ready yeah, for this. I mean- well, well and, best yeah. of luck watching this. Right, yep. They're, uh, look, they're doing what they gotta uh, do, I guess. You know, we've uh, always said that Sentai and Kamen Rider cannot be good at the same time. Uh, the pr- is Kamen Rider good right no. now? No. That's the problem. Then- <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> the rules... Oh, I know, oh, yeah. So the rule... So, no, wait. Been so the rule is that they can't be good at the same time, but there's no rule against them being bad at the same time. Right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I thought, it was, I thought it was like an equivalent exchange. Uh, I no. so. Like, look... I mean, maybe the Kamen Rider after Revice will be good, and then and balance will be restored. But of course, who knows, man? Yeah, just bo- instead of a scale, like just both the ends of the scale have fallen off. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, <you know>? uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, All right. Me. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for our list. Then, like I said, uh-huh. uh, you know, obviously there are many other shows we didn't talk about because we don't have time to talk about every single one, but. We'll, I'm sure we'll cover a lot more when we actually do our written first looks, which will be here before we know it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> next episode, we'll get around to wrapping things up, and we can yeah. 
rave about ranking of kings blowing their animation budget on uh episode whatever the last episode <laughs> man. was and man uh yeah i i wish we i wish we could talk about that this week that's, we'll that's to, we'll, what i actually wanted to talk about here yeah. and it's killing me that i can't yeah we'll, we'll we'll get to that next time uh as we wrap things up so all right Stuart in our housekeeping you can check us out at theglorialblog.com you can follow us on twitter at theglorialblog you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play spotify amazon podbean stitcher and of course you can check us out on youtube where you can like comment subscribe ring that bell all that good stuff uh you can tell your friends tell your enemies and we'll catch everybody next time <laughs>